what is up people dave duncan back for another album review for this review duncan and i have been checking out the new album from portland oregon doom band burial clouds the band's new album last of a dying world were released on may 12th via church road records uh, formed in 2020 Burial Clouds have joined forces with Church Road Records to release their debut album, mm. Last Days of a Dying World. With roots firmly planted in the heavy metal traditions of the Pacific Northwest, Burial Clouds music bears a dim light in a dark land, an emotional response to the human experience of life in a decaying empire. Burial Clouds were originally an instrumental band, but have been recently joined on vocals by actor-slash-musician Michael Malarkey, uh, known for his roles in The Vampire Diaries and Project Blue Book. And a whole lot of mischief with something like that. But this addition, the band have reached a new level of expansiveness through Malarkey's varied vocal style. Speaking about the debut album, the band says the music was written at the height of the George Floyd protests. Uh, once Michael joined the band, one of the discussions we had was approaching social political topics through the more human emotional side of living in the heart of a violent, stagnating empire. We've certainly all had our ideological leanings, but we are not scholars or revolutionaries, so we can't give that perspective. What we're doing with this song and much of our music is shining that light through the prism of creativity and hoping what comes out the other side is something other people can relate to their own experience. Uh, the album is... Five tracks long with a run time of about 41-ish minutes. So, Duncan. Dave. Um, obviously, completely new band. Knew nothing about them. <laughs> it's, um, it's always refreshing to hear that because, like we have found in other reviews, they have a rich discography that you haven't shared with anyone. So Yes. Uh, so um, however, yeah. <laughs> when I saw... Church Road Records, I thought, well, this is an album you have a little listen to because <laughs> that label are killing it right now. They have Duncan. a pedigree for sure. Every, everything they're putting out is it has uh, such a kind of high quality about it, um, and they're really they're starting now to kind of push in multiple directions stylistically, mm-hmm. which is great to hear. So when they announce a new album by a band like Burial Clouds. I'm already interested because I know that's going to be something they're passionate about at Church Road. Um, the bands on that roster aren't, you know, they're not just making up the numbers, they're there because the label sees something in them that's worth shouting about. Um, secondly, I read it was a Doom album. I was like, okay. <laughs> Tick. I'm in. Tick. <laughs> um, so, what do we think? What do we think about this? Duncan, what did you think about Burial Clouds and their, their debut? Be prepared for Duncan to deploy a classic line Dave oh, there's a, a lot to like about this album <laughs> there's a lot, a lot to like when it came in I, mm. I'll be honest with you even with the name Burial Clouds and the, the album artwork I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to get mm. like it could have went uh, it could have went a couple of different ways to be honest with you a wash of euphoria and and pure um, pure relief like, swayed mm. over my body as soon as I heard the Doomy riffs. I was mm. like, right, we're doing it right, lads. We're doing <laughs> it right. Um, 
A couple of interesting elements, once again, for context, don't read the blurb that comes with the album, so don't do any of the press statement, which I imagine every time I do one of these reviews and say that just infuriates someone that spent hours <laughs> writing something. I don't do that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm from the hip, Dave. Shoot from the hip. Yep. Right in there. I'm all about the feel. Mm. How does this feel? Mm. Um, and this feels good, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> the, a couple of things. A couple of things to to mention. We've been record. We have re- recorded a few reviews tonight, so we've mm. already touched on elements in previous reviews where I've been linking specifically back to this one. I suppose that the the first one, which fucking floored me with that um, that PR like press statement, is that you know. Like this is like one a new band mm. because this album doesn't feel like a debut. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't. Like even remotely, uh, and two, like the vocalist has only joined them recently. Mm. Like I've like there's there's bands. It's like for for context, the way bands usually form are by like friendships or group of musicians or audition people. It's very rare that things like instantly gel into a sound. That takes time, specifically vocally. Mm. The vocals are one aspect that I think people are very quick to overlook, not because well, you know a good vocalist from a bad vocalist, but vocalists don't always fit mm-hmm. with bands they play in. Like yeah. you come in with you can't ch- you can't like press a pedal and change your sound or like change a set you can't do that vocally your your voice either fits or it doesn't fit the genre mm. you would honestly think this guy had been doing this for fucking years he has a tone that sits somewhere between a kind of Alice in Chains sort of almost dual approach to the the, you know, the kind of harmonising his vocal style and at the same time someone that has existed for a very very long time straddling the the, the kind of the dearth of kind of almost alternative kind of metal and doom metal mm-hmm. it has a and it gets a bit aggro in parts so there is a harsher side to his voice which really does work mm. but it shines in the melody the melody in this is so fucking good and mm. it's really it's really inventive it does things that are very predictable. You're like, all right, you're following what the guitar's doing. And then there's moments it soars off in the direction and this kind of sweeping mm. movement that really caught me off guard. Like, like, And it still does. There are certain bits where I'm humming along to the tune and then I'm like, right, you go to someone that used to do vocals. You're right, you go to that note. And no, he goes somewhere else. And I'm like, it, it gets me each time. Mm. Um, a vocalist is only as good as the band underneath him though and once again you filled in a blank that I didn't know needed filled but very CD um, let me just <laughs> retract from that statement um, the the music is very confidently written and composed very 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 confidently structured and for a debut that doesn't quite make sense notwithstanding the fact that you just mentioned that the band started off instrumentally mm. and now it makes a bit more sense there's a there is a a meticulous craft to the way the strong the songs and the parts are pieced together mm. that feel very much like storytelling without the words mm-hmm. um, which is the art of the instrumentalist you know what I mean mm. is that, that I need to convey everything that a vocalist would convey without that vocal element Yeah, and it's in here you get them and they do it really cleverly in the 
by the time you get through something like Cloud Splitter, which is the kind of is essentially the almost the Rosetta Stone of what the a name entire for a track as well. It's fucking great, you Cloud know. Splitter. Cloud Splitter. Um, in a lot of respects, what it does is it it lays the band bare. Mm. It kind of gives you a snapshot of we're going to be using these elements all the way through this album. Sometimes we're going to lean heavier on some bits. Sometimes we're not. Mm. But it's all here in this track. And once you have that Rosetta Stone from there, you kind of understand the album. It's a very smart opener. Mm. Um, and it really it like gives you it gives you everything. And then by the time you get onto a track like Barut's Shores or Seawall, we're, we're experimenting with elements and bringing them out more without necessarily replicating the sound over and over again. Mm. The beauty of it is that look, when you listen to Cloud Splitter, and into Brute Shore, you get a, a kind of element of classic um, metal epidemic line here, light and shade. Because um, you are, you get these elements of really like beautiful melody mm-hmm. with this kind of at times melodic and then very punishing doom. And it sets its stall out really, really early that you, even by the end of track two, you're like, I've got a handle on this one. And then Seawall, also great name, um, hits in. And Seawall is this much shorter song, but easily one of the heaviest things on here. It's just a ugly, ugly, ugly song. Mm. The vocal melodies, that kind of uh, Alice in Chains-esque thing that they bring to it, that kind of alternative, almost grungy feel to the vocals, croon heavily over this one like an overbearing presence while the 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 guitar plays hugely discordantly underneath mm. and like you I, what i love about it is like they've got red but they're like, like they're, they're fucking scraping the fucking strings and just like designed to make something kind of unpleasant to feel and this is the third track and it's the halfway point mm. you by the end of that track have consumed approximately about half the length because the last two tracks are about 20 minutes in length combined. Mm. Yeah. It's genius on the composition part because Seawall, like I say, is an abrasive track. Then you go into Etherfields, which brings everything back down. It's cleanly picked. It builds up. And it's a track that finds its feet. I think my only criticism, the only criticism I have of that track is that I feel... It finds its feet a little bit too early. If you know what I mean, it finds its groove. I could have done with a little bit longer, but when it finds it, it's, it's really cool. It allows the band to show lots of different elements and textures and tones. It allows vocally to be a bit more forward-footed. Um, it's a great track, and then it closes super strongly with Death Emperor, which is a fucking great track. I kept expecting it to like go out on some kind of mm. melodic stripped back tone in the track it teased it at least twice where I'm like alright we're just going to finish on this for two minutes and then the harshness uh, we're coming back we're coming back you hear that sound that's the sound of distortion um, it kept playing with it I think that's a smart move it's only five tracks and the runtime has a bit of length to it but at the same time I, I feel you get a lot of journey on this album. I feel mm. like you get a lot of presence. I don't think it's waiting. Here's the criticisms: it's waiting in on a genre which has a lot of heavy hitters on it. Mm-hmm. And I think they've managed to capture enough unique qualities or enough of their own sound to make them stand out. 
I think there's a bit of refinement that needs to be done overall. Not a huge amount, mm. um, but there's a bit of refinement that could be be tailored in just to take away some of the the rougher edges where some of the trappings of the genre, which allows you to write an 11 minute song, um, can sometimes be just because we can. Mm. Do we need to? Actually, some of the more effective elements on the album are tracks that are a lot shorter and they can be a lot more mm. in, the, in that shortness. That being said, as a debut, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. The band have a sound, it's confident, it's, it's displayed, you know, the composition is great, the song structures are great. Um, occasionally it's a bit long in parts that maybe doesn't need to, but out with that... It's hard not to really just kind of remark on how clever it actually is in a mm-hmm. genre which isn't known for being surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever this guy is, like, let's stop him. He might be a great actor. Let's stop him acting, though. <laughs> like, lock him in. He can't yeah. be landing another season of, what was it, Vampire Diaries or some shit like that and then disappearing for a year. <laughs> um, he's a really, really, really good vocalist. Yeah. Like a really good vocalist. There are a lot of actors uh, mm. turned kind of metal vocalists. We're not looking at anyone. Um, and you kind of feel that it's a gimmick. Mm. It's just something to excite them in between jobs. This dude has the voice. Has like it's haunting at times. It gives me chills. There's mm. certain bits where I, I kind of felt the old goosebumps um, on the arms. Uh, he's a he's a great credit for this. It adds a adds a level that I can't imagine music without it now. Mm. And just coming as an instrumental doom album, I don't know if it would have worked for me. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like Church Road Records, like harbingers mm. of really really interesting music for the last three years for us, um, and they continue to do it. I mm. I think. I think they're onto something here. I don't think it's perfect, but I don't think it's far from it either. Mm. Like there's like a couple of tweets here or there. And I think they might have like a standout album that sits amongst the the kind of top echelons of the genre. Mm. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed Burial Clouds. Nice. Um yeah, when yeah, when this came in, obviously I'd saw the name and then I was like, okay, it's a Doom album. I was like, okay, this is even better. And then <laughs> Clicked into my media players like first track Cloud Splitter. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Cloud Splitter. Oh my god. Um, and and like as, a, as an opener, that does not disappoint at no, all. Like no, it no. was just everything I wanted. It's almost nine minutes of kind of <laughs> kind of grunge tinged post doom metal, um, like just full of weight and thunderous doom. Um, but with this really interesting palette of vocal styles as well, as you, as you said, he's got that kind of Alison Chains type melody um, that, that goes into these kind of like bluesy kind of crooning moments to full on like gravel screams. Oh, um, like he can do it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what I mean? He can do it. Yeah. Like, you know how I many like like I, I'm trying to think of it like. I always think of those guys where you hear like, oh, so and so started the band, and you hear them like, ah, you're like really. Ah. <laughs> you're like come on let's not yeah. he has like he's got power he's got yeah <laughs> like he doesn't overuse it on the release either because that's the other thing the other thing is that you kind of feel like you have to make your statement on there yeah I had it like if this guy if this is his first album that he's ever done that would fucking surprise me I, yeah. I would be very surprised if he wasn't in like shitloads of bands beforehand maybe yeah, not signed sure. acts but shitloads before 
Yeah. Actually, when I was listening to the first track, I was like, there was little moments there. I was like, this is a little bit reminiscent of Chrome Ghost in a way. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it gave me similar feelings. We reviewed their album last year. Go um, check is, it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, maybe, this is maybe a little bit darker in tone, but... Um, I, I thought there was there was definite similarities. I thought the melody, like in particular on this opening track, was just fantastic. Yeah. He's he's got all these different tones and textures, and it just makes an album like this really interesting and, and more kind of thoughtful as well. Yeah. Um, there's a there is a level of moody kind of emotion to his voice that really grabs your attention. Um, and although it's not like an uplifting, happy type chorus, it's still memorable. Um, and even at nine minutes long, I didn't feel like it was too long or, or drawn out. Um, that melody follows through onto the next track, Beirut Shores. Um, but musically, they take it in a far more into more like expansive territory, mm-hmm. uh, really opening up their sound with like cleaner, more atmospheric guitars. It's got this like slightly distorted, bluesy kind of folky feel in the guitars, mm-hmm. but it's like it's very authentic. Um, and again, um, vocally, Michael Malarkey delivers a really like melancholic performance. And at that point, I was like, "All oh, right, okay." It's like there was little moments. I was like, it was making me think of um, Phil Anselmo's performance on N Minor. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that the album he did with them. Um, they don't sound the same vocally. Um, well, there's a little spoken word part actually that is it's quite similar. But the the mood and the kind of the kind of slow sadness of it was very similar to, mm-hmm. to N minor for me. It also leans into this like kind of Native American style vocal chant towards mm-hmm. the end of the track, which again just kind of ties it all up, makes it feel really kind of authentic as well. And I really liked the track. I thought it was it was one of my favourites on the album. It's still got really kind of heavy, crushing moments, but a lot of them come in a different form to the previous track. Um, Seawall, on the other hand, it starts with this really slow, kind of somber piano. A little bit of piano, um, with some kind of little kind of weird kind of synth noises. It's, it's a little maybe a touch more experimental, but it develops into something much quicker in pace mm. than we've had on the album so far, uh, and it keeps kind of building that momentum until the end of the track, where it's just kind of like the full band going hell for leather. Um, I I really liked the track, and I thought it was a nice change in intensity uh, and pace for that part of the album. Yeah. Um, I maybe didn't leave as much of an impact on me as the, the previous two tracks before it, but I, I still liked it. Um, the last two tracks, as you mentioned, the, the kind of long part of the album where they they combined over twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, Ether Fields is my album highlight, yeah. like by a long shot. I I thought the vocals were really haunting. Like his voice just pulls you in and kind That's of. That's that Chrome Ghost thing you're mentioning about. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's probably the the one that is most apt in comparison overall. Yeah. It does have a feel, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, his his vocal just kind of just kept me engaged the whole time. Um, I also liked that um, we got a little bit more play um, from the bass on that track as well, where um, Flynn's kind of adding some nice kind of wandering bass lines, giving a little bit more flair to the track. Um, again, it sits within a very doomy place, um, but with a ton of really emotive melody in the, the guitar work. Um, and then there are moments where they just unleash this colossal, you know, these sludge chords to yeah. really give the track a section where you can just kind of move and, and bang your head. Um, but it always comes back to those kind of brooding, clean vocals. Um, and on the, this track, the melodies and the harmonies just sound um, massive. Like the, the emotion in his voice at the end of Ether Fields, along with those uh, the strings, just like very believable, very immersive. 
Um, just it's a moment that I kind of got lost in um, on on the album when it finished. I was like, ah, oh, I'd really like to just play that track again. It was really good. <laughs> um, and then you've got Death Emperor, which kind of closes the, the the album. It's it's got a lot of kind of simplicity in the riffs. You know, it's very thick and doomy. Um, I like the the effect they used on the bass. It was all almost kind of kind of psychedelic in the mm-hmm. intro. Um, but again, the bass work itself from Flynn is, it really grabs your ear. Um, quite a bit of uh, of different kind of light and shade moments on that track. Um, but I thought I thought as it went on, maybe it did start to feel its length a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it was also I felt like it was missing just one little thing to make me want to return to it more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's heavy and powerful, and I liked the ending, the way they brought the strings back from earlier. That I liked that tie-in, but I think there was just a bigger hook. It needed a slightly bigger hook on that track as well. Um, production-wise, I thought it was excellent. I think the the guitars have a great texture, real power to them, um, but the bass cuts through perfectly, um, and I thought Michael's voice has, has been captured really well. The only kind of small issue I had was where they, they pick up a bit of speed, um, especially on, on Seawall, mm-hmm. um, and the, the bass drum kind of disappeared for me, um, mm. and it started to kind of lose a little bit of impact because you couldn't really make it out. Um, the recording itself sounds very natural and organic so I'm not sure if it's a like a live type recording you know all the band in the room um, which might explain it but it's, it's not a recording that sounds like it's been overly edited or, or messed with so I'm not entirely sure but I, yeah apart from that I thought this was great I, I think um, I found it more enjoyable on each listen um, it's, it's got plenty of texture and depth it's like crushingly heavy at times but oh yeah it also has another side which is which is extremely emotional and relatable um, those vocal parts get more impressive each time you hear it um, so yeah another another great find um, uh, with uh, Church Road Records um, okay so scoring for um, Burial Clouds what are you thinking? I'm coming in on a four I, yeah. I, I really like this I think it's like, like I said the elements are all there I don't think there's much finessing to do Mm-hmm. At all to take it to the next level. I also take into account this is the fucking debut. Yeah, and it is it is as confident a debut as I've heard in a while, man. Mm-hmm. Where I just hear so much. There's so much this band can do. Um, vocally, we've heard about three or four different stylings, all genuinely work and feel mm-hmm. like a vocalist inserting his correct feel for the elements that are playing as opposed to here's a technique I can do here's mm. another technique I can do that all works in there and musically these guys can craft like long form really interesting doom laden tracks mm. with a little bit of something on top I think we're going to be hearing about these guys for a while Yeah, I, I do I think this is I think this is the first step on a very interesting journey um yeah, I think I I don't think we'll need to push hard for people to check this one out. No. I think there's plenty to enjoy. So yeah, yeah, I'm coming in with a four. Nice. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, four for me as well. Um, very little to dislike here. Um, I, I'm a big Sludge and Doom fan, so um, this gave me all of that. Um, but with a nice kind of dose of emotion and feeling behind it as well. So yeah, I really enjoyed this one, and I'm I'm really looking forward to to whatever they do next. Um, so that is Burial Clouds, Last Days of a Dying World, um, out on Church Road Records on May 12th. Um, links below to the band, to the pre-order uh, on Bandcamp. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Stick some comments in below. That is our review. Um, thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>